The presidential motorcade had just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. I'm going to present to you the anatomy of a gaslighting campaign. And when the left gaslights, there's a method as to how they do it. They have their end goal. And to reach that goal, both all parties involved have to be in on the goal. But then the goal is to set a situation, have it be broadcast by the media, have the newsmakers chime in on it, supporting the false premise, have Hollywood and the music industry and the entertainment uh, sports world, uh, any, anyone in entertainment outside of the music industry in Hollywood, uh, you know, maybe print media, maybe fashion, have them all chime in and support the narrative too. And then at the back end of it, you then put it into motion and start asking for the change that you need to fix the problem, to fix the narrative. And what am I talking about? Well, there's many things uh, that we can talk about. We can talk about if they want total control, how they did this with the pandemic. You know, we had the news media showing what's happening in China. And then all of a sudden we had industries pop in with their their commercials already ready to go. 15 days to flatten the curve. We're all in this together. And then all of a sudden the NBA shuts down, Harvard shuts down, Hollywood shuts down, South by Southwest shuts down. And then all of a sudden your governors decide to shut everyone down. And now you have a lockdown nationwide, everybody on the same page, all because of a of a bioweapon that was made in China with the United States' aid and uh, has a 99.99% survivable rate by those who are, you know, under the age of 70 and are in decent shape. Kids won't get it at all, but we're looking at making booster shots for them. And we're, we're going to mandate these shots, regardless of whether or not it gives you myocarditis or thrombosis or any sort of uh, ailment clotting that's going to possibly take your life when you were otherwise healthy. Well, there's many things that the government is looking to take control of, one of them being the Internet. This is what net neutrality was about. This is where some idiot decided to break out the expenses of how much you pay for email, for usage of Netflix, for usage of Facebook, which was all complete BS. They were trying to make it seem like the evil corporations are in on it because they want to stick it to you and we need the government to bail us out, right? Well, Facebook is looking to reboot this issue, and so is the federal government. And how they plan to do this and why they plan to do this, there's many reasons, but how they tried to do this was with this magical whistleblower. Yeah, they just had this whistleblower just arrive out of the blue all over the weekend. Basically, the Facebook whistleblower hearing was the January 6th insurrection of Covington Catholic, Jesse Smollett, Bubba Wallace, new garage pools of Vegas shooting pandemics. You know what I mean? This was uh, equivalent to, I'm going to wrap my Aerostar, my Chrysler Aerostar minivan in Donald Trump memes, and I'm going to drive it down to the Capitol and threaten to blow up the Capitol with propane tanks and some Tannerite uh, and somehow make that out to be that I'm a white supremacist domestic terrorist that's looking to bring down the government with my 
propane tank off of my gas grill, you know, and when I'm not grilling steaks, I'm looking to take down governments in the United States. That's what was basically what they were trying to push. So the first step in the gaslighting campaign was to have CBS. You know, let's take the most trusted news program or what they think is the most trusted news program. They don't realize we've all basically have said, you guys suck and we, we don't give you any credibility. We're not showing you any benefit of the doubt. But they still think we're operating on that 1980s paradigm. And so they decided to give the whistleblower this lady, Frances uh, Hogan, I guess her name is, they decided to try to give her a platform where she could uncover what she's learned. This is from the 60 Minutes uh, Twitter page. Whistleblower Frances Hogan is a data scientist from Iowa with a computer engineering degree and a Harvard MBA. So right there, Harvard, and she must be smart uh, because she's a computer engineering degree uh, grad She told us the only job she wanted at Facebook was to work against misinformation because she lost a friend to online conspiracy theories. Frances Haugen told us she was recruited by Facebook in 2019. She says she agreed to take the job only if she could work against misinformation because she had lost a friend to online conspiracy theories. I never wanted anyone to feel the pain that I had felt. And I had seen how high the stakes were in terms of making sure there was high quality information on Facebook. At headquarters, she was assigned to Civic Integrity, which worked on risks to elections, including misinformation. But after this past election, there was a turning point. They told us, we're dissolving Civic Integrity. Like, they basically said, oh, good, we we made it through the election. There wasn't riots. We can get rid of Civic Integrity now. Fast forward a couple months, we got the insurrection. And... When they got rid of civic integrity, it was the moment where I was like, I don't trust that they're willing to actually invest what needs to be invested to keep Facebook from being dangerous. Facebook says the work of civic integrity was distributed to other units. So oddly enough, the organization or the committee that she worked on for misinformation, was disbanded right after the election. You know, Joe Biden's in office now. Trump was able to effectively use social media in ways that Barack Obama could never harness. So we now have to just eliminate that committee. You can go about your way. Misinformation cured. Obviously, it's not. But, you know, you know Facebook suddenly was fomenting online conspiracy theories. Were they conspiracy theories like the conspiracy of uh, Russia colluding with Donald Trump's campaign with Alpha Bank in in the Trump Towers receiving information and so that they could use Putin's force and magic to help him win the presidency, to take over the government that Robert Mueller was going to uncover? Oh, yeah, none of that happened. Was it a conspiracy theory about how China, with the help of the United States, accidentally issued a bioweapon that caused the entire government to shut down that the World Economic Forum and John Hopkins University and Bill Gates Foundation could use to reshape the globe into a one-world government that basically will uh, lock down anybody in Australia or maybe New Zealand or maybe Canada or, you know, and put China at the forefront of the economic seat of power for the globe. Uh Would that be conspiracy theory? Who's defining what is misinformation and what is conspiracy theory? Basically, from my vantage point, it seems that whatever this lady thinks doesn't jive with her political beliefs, which we'll get into in a second, 
it must be conspiracy theory. But we go on and we listen to Francis Hogan again on another clip talking about how Facebook gets people to be against each other and angry and it helps Facebook get clicks. Haugen told us the root of Facebook's problem is in a change that it made in 2018 to its algorithms, the programming that decides what you see on your Facebook newsfeed. So, you know, you have your phone. You might see only 100 pieces of content if you sit and scroll off for, you know, five minutes. But Facebook has thousands of options it could show you. The algorithm picks from those options based on the kind of content you've engaged with the most in the past. And one of the consequences of how Facebook is picking out that content today is it is optimizing for content that gets engagement or reaction. But its own research is showing that content that is hateful, that is divisive, that is polarizing, it's easier to inspire people to anger than it is to other emotions. Misinformation angry content yeah. is enticing to people it's and keep, keeps them on the platform. Yes. Facebook has realized that if they change the algorithm to be safer, people will spend less time on the site, they'll click on less ads, they'll make less money. Oh, the mean old Facebook. Down with the man, right? That's what the left is saying. Down with Facebook, right? Even though Facebook donates to them and most of the Obama administration and the Clinton campaign works at Facebook, although some of them have left to work for the Biden campaign now that the leftists are back in power. But let's all forget about that. Let's talk about how Facebook needs to be down with the man. So now we have got Facebook vilifying themselves, you know, becoming the martyr for the left and deciding, you know what, we'll die on that sword because Facebook is evil and, you know, the left or the right can get their information out and their information is misinformation because it's conservative information and it causes hate and it caused the January 6th insurrection. And then they want to say that it also makes uh, attacks, causes girls to feel self-conscious, which that's how they're going to use the angle to uh, tug at the heartstrings of America. You know, oh, this is how you know, body positivity needs to come into focus. And, you know, girls that are on Instagram are, are they're, they're becoming self-conscious because they're not as pretty enough. It's all BS is what it is. But so suddenly, a couple of days after, you know, maybe a day or so after this big whistleblower campaign, this expose on CBS uh, 60 Minutes, we suddenly have a hearing. Wow, Alakazam, a hearing in Congress. So let's listen to a little bit of this hearing and what what is her answers? What is Francis's answers to things that Facebook is doing? I also believe there needs to be a dedicated oversight body because right now the only people in the world who are trained to analyze these experiments, to understand what's happening inside of Facebook, are people who, you know, grew up inside of Facebook or Pinterest or another social media company. And there needs to be a regulatory home where someone like me could do a tour of duty after working at a place like this and, and have a place to work on things like regulation, to bring that information out to the oversight boards that, that have the right to, to do oversight. A regulatory agency within the federal government. Yes. Aha, there it is. Outside, we need a, a, a data a protection agency. Yeah, another government agency. Yeah, they're going to be efficient. They're going to make sure things are done right. That was from that was actually a, a tweet, a video in a tweet from Kristen Gillibrand. She said, Francis Haugen is right. 
who is now suddenly verified in t- by Twitter within the last few hours. Um, we need a dedicated regulatory agency to hold Facebook and other big tech companies accountable for how their algorithms push misinformation and how our data is used and misinformation is used for their profit. We need a data protection agency. Utter, complete crap. I mean, so we've got half the gaslighting campaign has been set in place. And really, it's pretty stunning to watch. I mean, you have to slightly be impressed at the coordination of the gaslighting that we're witnessing in real time. We get a CBS whistleblower expose, a magical immediate uh, hearing pops up. Jen Psaki's up there at a press, co- uh, press conference talking about it. Let's listen to Don Lemon from CNN, and he's on a show, and this is what he has to say about Facebook. Point. Well, I, you know, I, Facebook always says, well, you know, we, we walk a line between, you know, letting people, you know, the free and fair flow of information. There are ways to do that. We figured out ways to do that in most people in legacy media, not everybody in legacy media, because there are people and propaganda networks in legacy media that spread BS and don't face enough consequences. But I do think that social media, just like any other um, media company, especially legacy media and traditional media, there should be, they should, they should face some sort of consequences and they should be regulated. That's just, and at the very least, what you put on there should be true. And if it's not true, then it should be actionable. Don Lemon, thanks for getting up for us. It's always great. <laughs> also for wearing this sweater. I is love this, this is sweater. What call, I think it's called Periwinkle. Is that what it is? Unbelievable. Now, this is the organization who is the Pernell Whitaker of misinformation peddling. Pound for pound, they are the champions, the welterweight champions of peddling misinformation. They're still looking for the airplane that disappeared. They're out there talking about Russia collusion. It's seriously unbelievable. But this is where we are. That is the gaslighting campaign. To sit there on your high horse, to assume that you have the credibility to be a part of fomenting the narrative that Facebook is evil. We need to bring it down. We need to regulate it. (laughs) And then, just to top it all off, you get to the point where Facebook finally ties the knot. New Facebook calls for new standards for the internet after the whistleblower hearing. I mean, they did it. They tied the knot. I mean, it's impressive of the coordination between these things. I mean, if you support the governmental regulation of social media, then you haven't really been watching governments around the globe shutting down and banning social media during elections and uprisings. The removal of government protection, Section 230, needs to go as well so that anyone can type what they want on these platforms, regardless of whether or not it's true or not. Because we're not into just truth-telling. We want to just allow free speech to flourish. But the left doesn't want free speech to flourish. They want to basically regulate what information is being peddled. The news media is fine with it because what happens for the news media? Well, Facebook has been the biggest uh, impediment to the news media platforms because you're now getting information shoved in your face preferentially through Facebook news feeds that you subscribe to, and that might might not make you go to the CNN homepage. You might not have MSNBC on your favorites list anymore. You can just go on Facebook, and what pops up in your timeline you can read. 
So they're not getting the immediate clicks like they used to. Now, Facebook, on the other hand, is the Walmart of government regulation. Walmart was fine raising $15 an hour because they could eat that cost where it cripples their competitors because they don't have the profit margins and the revenue to sustain itself through that regulatory storm. So Facebook can take it on the chin while Parler and CloudHub and Gab, well, Gab's actually out working outside the system, but Getter and some of these other organizations, these social media platforms would be burned down because of regulatory, uh, regulatory uh, oversight. Now, the Facebook whistleblower nonsense, this is from Cultural uh, Husbandry, um, is likely an Intel op or a setup. Facebook whistleblower's Francis Hoggins lawyer is Andrew P. Bakog. Now, Andrew Bakog is a Washington, D.C. attorney and former intelligence officer with the CIA. Unbelievable. He was the principal attorney representing the whistleblower who filed the initial complaints that led to the launch of multiple investigations by the U.S. Congress into the Trump-Ukraine scandal, the impeachment inquiry into President Trump, and ultimately the first impeachment of Trump. Uh, Bajak is also has a work history for working with Hillary Clinton and Chuck Schumer and is now managing partner at the Compass Rose Legal Law Firm, interned for Schumer in the spring of 2001 and Clinton for the fall of the same year, according to his LinkedIn page. The Department of Defense recognized his work by awarding him Investigator of the Year, Investigations of the Year, and the Department of Defense Officer or Office of Inspector General Career Achievement Award. He works at the Department of Defense and the CIA and is all political and inward-facing. And as the Trump-Ukraine non-scandal proved, his work was highly political and at the behest of the powerful internal factions that realign as needed to maintain centralized authority or expand authority when opportunity arises, this is what is happening with the Facebook nonsense. You are watching an Intel op play out that will likely result in more censorship on platforms, not just Facebook, but most of all in areas of tip all social media. And this is almost guaranteed to be targeted towards conservative ideas, groups, and individuals. At some point, big tech didn't play ball with the U.S. government, and the U.S. government said, no problem. We'll create the situation that allows for the results we want. If this turns out to be the play that we're seeing, the censorship after effects will be guaranteed. And he's right. This is what this is about. This is about YouTube, social media, Twitter, Facebook. They don't want what happened with AM radio happening with tech. AM radio was a dying industry until uh, even with Paul Harvey at the helm, until Rush Limbaugh stepped up and changed the game. And then voices of conservatism flooded the zone and made it into a viable platform again. And it was all based on the ideas of conservatism and truth and the sharing of actual news. Well, that happened on social media. That happened with YouTube. They want to keep that from happening because they can't shut down uh the AM radio ban, they've tried. They want to reinstitute the fairness doctrine, which would cause it to collapse. But they don't want that to happen with social media. So they're now doing this to flood them out. That's the whole point. So we're going to get into Ms. Francis. We're going to get into her questionable background here in just a moment. This is Adrian Slade. 
So we have this magical Facebook whistleblower coming out of the blue. And uh, what's really interesting is within the span of 72 hours, Facebook whistleblower went from 60-minute special to being verified on Twitter, followed by a Senate hearing at Capitol Hill. Um, obviously, there's an agenda here. And of course, Facebook is calling for new standard rules for the Internet, um, never mind the fact that some new other things have arisen with social media. U.S. federal government is secretly ordering Google and other search engines to track and provide data on anyone who searches certain terms through keyword warrants. <laughs> Better not be Googling things they don't like, because what are they going to do? They're going to come after you. Oh, here's another one. Google and YouTube prohibit, quote, climate deniers from being able to monetize their content on their platforms from now on. So because that's the next step is to get more into the climate change thing now that the pandemic is waning and we can, you know, wield our fist of power through climate change regulations and climate change demands. But who is this magical whistleblower? Well, she donated 36 times to the Democrats, including extremists and to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It's amazing. Not only that, <laughs> from uh, humanevents.com, former Facebook official Francis Hogan plans to testify to the EU, called her friend conspiracy theorist after becoming a men's rights advocate and red pill supporter. <laughs> so apparently um, the so-called Facebook whistleblower um, is testifying before the U.S. Senate calling on Congress to take action on what information Americans are allowed to share on social media. Human events can exclusively reveal from a verified individual with direct knowledge that Hagen is also planning to travel to Europe for several weeks to speak at the EU Parliament. <laughs> Nothing like the global cabal, huh? In addition to her 60 Minutes interview, she mentioned losing a friend to a conspiracy theory. Well, Human Events has learned that cons the conspiracy theories Hagen was referring to was that her friend became involved with a men's rights advocate red pill movement. The term red pill is a reference to the Matrix and is the title of a 2016 documentary about the men's rights movement, a film by Casey Jane. In addition, Human Rights or Human Events has learned that according to her personal advocacy website, Hagen states that in 2020 she was a member of Facebook's internal civic integrity team, that means, in all likelihood, she was a part of the team that made the controversial decision to ban the bombshell Hunter Biden laptop story by the New York Post from Facebook in October 2020, which was verified. All the information was real, and they buried it because they didn't want it to impact Joe Biden's uh, presidency, his campaign. She was on that crew then. That story was a crucial point of the election. This is the one of the most magnificent, magnificent October surprises in U.S. political history, and Facebook and Twitter made the decision to ban it without evidence amid rumors that the laptop was tied to Russian intelligence. Those rumors ended up being what? Misinformation. Right, Don Lemon? How's that sweater, Don Lemon? <laughs> they were all proved false. For now, Hagen continues to be represented by Press Secretary Jen Psaki's PR firm and Eric Charamella's legal team. Remember Eric Charamella? Yeah, he's the uh, the name that should not be said. The guy who was involved with the Ukrainian revolution. Yeah, 
Eric Charmella, the CIA guy, the guy that we weren't allowed to talk about during Trump's second impeachment. And then from Breitbart, far-left Facebook whistleblower Francis Hogan worked with Trump impeachment lawyers. Yeah, the former Facebook employee who testified before the Senate Commerce Committee has a history of left-wing activism and is working with the same lawyer who represented the alleged Ukraine whistleblower who sparked the second bogus Trump impeachment. She testified before the Senate committee uh, after getting the celebrity treatment from the establishment media, including a full-length interview on 60 Minutes. Hogan, unlike other Facebook whistleblowers who have been ignored by the media, has called for more censorship of the platform, not less. And according to her remarks at the hearing, wants the government to step in and make it happen. Not only that, she believes that she and people like her should be in charge of regulating Facebook. So obviously, she is a hack. She has an agenda. She's a puppet used by the left for their means of net neutrality to the unassuming masses that consume media like CNN and MSNBC and who go online and get offended by anything their conservative friends post about President Biden, you know, let's go, Brandon, or any other thing that they want to post about Hunter Biden, who's doing blow off of a stripper's behind, you know, getting her knocked up and doesn't, doesn't even remember her name, but he's selling paintings for, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to people that are from questionable foreign governments. But, you know, never mind the money laundering campaign that is done through the sale of art. We have to pretend as though the best interest of the nation is being touted by this whistleblower who magically came out of the blue. This is the anatomy of a gaslighting campaign. If you've ever wanted to see one in action, you're witnessing it in real time. And although other people have covered this this week, I kind of felt like I needed to lay out bit by bit, point by point, timeline event of how they do these psyops. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. You can check it out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, anywhere you get your podcast. You can also get the free Roku channel in your streaming store. Go on Roku and download the free Adrian Slade Show podcast channel. You can also be a part of supporting us financially. Go to anchor.fm slash Adrian Slade slash support. Call to be on the program, one nine two nine go go usa God bless.